following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back, everyone. Wrapping up the hour of Answers for Elders radio. And again, we're here in a brand new year and so many families have been through so much and we are looking at so much has impacted our lives and our styles and with the pandemic itself, obviously one of the biggest um, industries that have been impacted has been the senior living industry, not only because, you know, of the, you know, extra rules and things like that, but also just trying to keep our seniors safe and secure through something that has been very devastating for, you know, our seniors and for the pandemic. And so, Dan, I would love you to talk a little bit about how are the communities really doing right now? You're in contact with them for the most part, are you not? Oh, yes. I I talk to numerous communities on a daily basis and uh, many of them here in Washington State. So, uh, you know, by and large, uh, I think they are the unsung heroes that we should give a shout out to in terms of their focus on keeping uh, both staff and residents safe during a pandemic. Uh, It's an enormous task and people take it with very serious responsibility. And, you know, they're very personally attached to uh, all the residents that that live there. Mm -hmm. And so it's personally very challenging, not just, you know, on a professional level. So, so this has really impacted people. And what comes with that need and care uh, and responsibility for keeping residents safe has sometimes come with some measures that um, people are understandably not that happy with, right? Um, a lot mm-hmm. are not allowing in-person visits and things like that. <clears throat> but we have had to innovate. Um, it really comes down to customer service, always doing what's best for the customer slash resident, right? And so people are innovating really interesting ways to, mm-hmm. um, you know, they either connect people virtually, they set up outdoor areas for visiting and um, that's happening even in the bad weather, you know, people are pulling out the stops, making kind of covered heated outdoor areas and um, scheduling, you know, having scheduled visits and taking the appropriate precautions so people can actually, you know, get mm-hmm. together with outside um, family members. Um, and in many cases, like my, uh, I have two relatives that actually live in an assisted living community nearby and that particular community it's small privately owned they have decided that they don't allow any visitors inside that they do allow residents to go out and that resident just needs to know that if they're going to go out to a group gathering which happened with both of them uh, for both thanksgiving and christmas that they just Mm -hmm. have to agree to um, isolate after they return and, you know, go back to the, Mm -hmm. you know, staying in their particular apartment and having Mm -hmm. everything brought to them. And for them, they're absolutely fine with that trade-off and they feel like they're being royally treated um, even though they have to stay in and they're thrilled to be able to get together with family members. Family members are thrilled to have Mm -hmm. them. And um, 
so far, I mean, you know, knock on wood, that community hasn't had even a case during this entire ordeal. Well, and, you know, the other thing, <clears throat> I think now that staff is being, uh, you know, we have a vaccine out there, um, and that is going to be helping. Um, obviously, there's been some challenges with distribution, and we hope that's going to be rectified, obviously, with a new administration coming in. Um, but we want to make sure that there is, obviously, there's a safety, I guess, membrane. I use it virtual membrane because, Obviously, with our families, yes, we all want, everybody in our industry want our families to see our seniors. And, you know, there's nobody wants to have that for them more than those of us that are in the industry. And certainly it's been a challenge. But like you said, the people that are in the industry that are doing what we can to keep our seniors safe, and that includes a lot of the new regulations and things that have happened, it's because we want their safety. And certainly this pandemic has been a huge challenge uh, to be able to keep people safe. And obviously everybody's doing everything that they know how. And I've seen some so many amazing creative solutions, um, you know, that communities are coming up with. It's amazing. And so uh, you know, hats off to so many of you out there that are sharing the stories. Um, and I'm sure you probably have some on your Facebook page. Do you not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. And in fact, um, I have a couple of testimonials I'd like to share and you can find. I would love that. These. Yeah, you can, you can definitely find more of these on our website and on our Facebook page, but um, you know, these are from real people from uh, communities here in Washington. And this particular person, his name is Ward, and he's um, the the son of a resident. And mm-hmm. so his his statement is that throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, my mom has been cared for with professional and warm attentiveness. Foundation House at Northgate has maintained all their crucial services and have put their residents at the top of their lengthy list of priorities. I love that. We're really overwhelmed with um, gratitude and appreciation from these folks. Yes, yes. So, obviously, the pandemic, you can't go to a, a community like you normally do. Obviously, you can't go have lunch in the dining hall and all the things that have kind of been the normal way that communities have marketed themselves. So what are they doing now to change that, to keep people safe? Yes, uh, you cut out a little bit. Are you asking about um, how they're marketing to new residents? Yeah, if you're considering to move to a senior, yeah, if you're considering to move to a community, um, what is the process now, now with the pandemic? By and large, um, what's happening is there is a required period of uh, whatever term you want to use, quarantine, you know, isolation, this kind of restricted social activity. Um, mm-hmm. so people are asked to stay in their apartment for a period of time. At this, at this moment, the typical length of time is 14 days. I think, you know, that could change with some of the new CDC recommendations and things like that. Um, But out of an abundance of caution, that's what's taking place. And so uh, they're safely assimilating new residents into the community without causing concern among the existing residents. Mm -hmm. And then once that period is over, of course, they're also doing um, COVID testing. 
Um, sure. And then, you know, so the period is expired, there's negative COVID test, and then um, at that point they're free to participate in whatever way we are allowed to um, at any given time as the state regulations are ever changing. Mm-hmm. Sure. So in that case, you know, as 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 people are coming in and moving into a community, do, is there a quarantine period? Yes. Yeah, so that's what I, I was referring to as the 14 days. Okay. So that is that okay. is typically what is happening um, across the board. I haven't encountered a, a community that is doing any different amount of time. So requiring mm-hmm. the negative COVID test and a 14-day period of quarantine mm-hmm. in, in their new apartment. Right. And then once they've gone through the quarantine period, then they what happens after that? Then they, uh, depending on what is happening with state regulations as to, you know, what is allowed to transpire at a community these days, uh, you know, the number of people that can gather or um, things like that, it it, it will depend on what happens um, at that point. But whatever is allowed to happen, um, many people are able to do kind of the pod system where they mm-hmm. have a small group that that's their designated group. Sometimes we see it, you know, it's the bridge group, um, four ladies mm-hmm. in a bridge group, and that's their pod. And so they're able to do get together for bridge, and they're nice. able to dine together. And, uh, you know, they might like social. to play bridge, or there might be a common activity they could share together, things like that. Right, right. At this point, in this moment in time, uh, with the state regulations we're dealing with, um, that isn't allowed. Um, so, but there okay. is still one-on-one things happening. So uh, okay. there might be instead of a group art class, there's uh, one-on-one art classes or one-on-one, right. uh, you know, exercise or um, right. they're doing virtual programs as well. Well, you know, and that's good to know. So, so as far as if you have if. If our listeners have obviously questions about, you know, what is the process during the pandemic? Is that something they can reach out to you for? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we we can help guide them in the right direction. Um, like I said, there's many unique circumstances that at different communities, but at the moment, being we're all mm-hmm. guided by the same state regulations, there's a lot of consistency in those rules for every community. So we can certainly help them get the information they're looking for. Well, perfect. And how do we reach you, Deanne? I would suggest going to the website at SeniorsBetterTogether.com or emailing us uh-huh. at info at SeniorsBetterTogether.com. And we always welcome people going to our Seniors Better Together Facebook page that's where we want just a really active mm-hmm. um, engagement with consumers and mm-hmm. want to help support them uh, in this decision-making. Well, and, you know, to our listeners, even if your your loved one is not ready yet, I encourage you to go to the Facebook page, Seniors Better Together, and like their page. Well, um, you know, you learn a lot of information about what's going on, and it'll help you be a better informed consumer when the time comes and when the time is right. So, Deanne, I am so glad you were with us on the show today. And again, go to SeniorsBetterTogether.com. And the email address again is info, is that correct, at SeniorsBetterTogether.com? 
Correct. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And to all of our listeners, just know that we are here for you, for your questions, for any information. You know you can always go to AnswersForElders.com as well as Seniors Better Together. And we look forward to these days being behind us and we are looking at a light maybe a few months ahead, but we know we're going to get through this together. And Deanne, thank you so much for being on the show today. Happy New Year and until next week, be good to each other. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForElders.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Elders. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.